Hi, I'm Ali, and this is What Would Sappho Say, the podcast where I read as many sapphic novels as I can, and I share my reviews with you, so that you can spend your time and your money on literature you'll actually enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to What Would Sappho Say? I'm Ali, my pronouns are she, her, and I identify as gay. Our book for today was supposed to be the Fallen in Love montage, but unfortunately there were some personal issues. If you had seen our Twitter during the week, you would have seen that there were some issues that got in the way there for this week's recording. So I am by myself today again. Um, and we're going to be doing a different book, which is The Gravity Between Us by Kristen Zimmer. We will eventually get to the Fallen in Love montage, so hold tight for that one it is coming but the gravity between us is what we're going to do this week instead this book is about two girls who are 19 Peyton and Kendall Peyton is uh, a student in a university in New Jersey and Kendall is her best friend Kendall is an actress who lives in Hollywood um, in LA and have has has just kind of come into her stardom and lives out in LA so Peyton and Kendall don't see each other very much um, now, whereas they have been best friends for a long time and spent all of their time together. Um, And so it's really strange for them in the very beginning of the book because they're not seeing each other very often. But it appears in the very beginning that when Kendall needs a, a kind of a sense of normality, she will call upon Peyton because Peyton doesn't treat her any differently to to the people around her because obviously she gets treated like an actress now and a celebrity and Peyton kind of keeps her her level when it comes to that however this book is about in in the it's told in two perspectives um it's told from Peyton's perspective and Kendall's so each chapter is a different perspective but we start with Peyton's and we find out pretty swiftly that within the first chapter that Peyton is gay and she comes out to Ke- Kendall comes home for for a couple of days in the beginning of this book, and Peyton decides to to come out to her. And Kendall is a, a little bit taken aback at first, not because she's not because Peyton is gay, but because Peyton has known for quite some time and didn't tell Kendall, and so she's a bit put out by that because obviously they're best friends, and she assumes that she would be the first person that Peyton told, but obviously not. So Kendall eventually, they don't spend a lot, of, they get that week together, but after that they don't spend a lot of time together. Peyton is a a very dedicated student and obviously Kendall is very busy making movies and whatnot. So it's, things get, start to get very overwhelming for Kendall in, in LA and she, she wants to keep somebody around that makes her feel normal and makes her feel sane. And so she decides to move Peyton across the country to live with her. To, to make her feel sane consistently and have somebody around that makes her feel like her. However, in in the first couple of chapters when, when Kendall and Peyton are spending time together, Peyton realises that Kendall might be the person that she's in love with because she has a conversation with one of her friends and she starts describing her type in women and what she looks for in a partner and... We all know that gay panic moment where you realise that that person might actually be your best friend and that that's who you've been in love with for a very long time. But because of, you know, forced heterosexuality, you think that you just love each other platonically. Um, But then when you realise you like women, you go, oh, fuck, that's not what it is. 
Um, so that's what we get from Peyton. And so there's a bit of panic there between decide between realizing that she's in love with her and then saying, OK, I'll go live with you on the other side of the country. And on top of that, Kendall pays for Peyton to go to a very prestigious college. I'm not on top of my knowledge when it comes to American universities because I'm not from there. And so I'm just going to tell you, it's a very prestigious one, what I guessed from the book. And she goes to study music, which is something she's very passionate about. And she studies um film scoring and, and things like that. And it's a, a major passion that Peyton hasn't been able to do up until this point. And so Kendall is providing that for her. The rest of the book, you see uh, the connection between Peyton and Kendall grow and Kendall very gently starts to realise that she may actually have feelings for Peyton too. She ha- she she goes out with Peyton one night and there's a moment where they're leaving and Kendall realises that she wants Peyton to kiss her. And she Kendall speaks to her dad about this and she's like, I'm having sexy feelings. I don't know what's going on. It's actually a very uncomfortable conversation. I had, again, I had secondhand embarrassment uh, listening to it or reading it because uh, it was really uncomfortable. Obviously, having a conversation with her dad about having random sexy feelings about her best friend who, she, who her parents have known for a very long time. Um, so it was really like... I just wanted to get out of that really quickly, <laughs> but it was also very realistic. I, I, I found it very realistic and something that I know I have felt before and that many of us have felt before. Um, But you slowly start to see Kendall realising that she may have, she may want to do sexy things with painting too. Um, and so the, the book is about the two of them discovering more of their feelings for each other and Peyton sort of discovering uh, or or coming into her sexuality and kind of discovering her sexuality. And she she dates one of Kendall's friends, uh, one of Kendall's celebrity friends, Lauren, I believe is her name. Correct me if I'm wrong if you've read it, but I believe that's her name. But the beginning of the book, as you can probably tell from what I'm saying, is very fast. We find out very quickly that Peyton is is gay. We find out really quickly that she, her realisation that she has feelings for Kendall is, is very quick. And then Kendall realising she has feelings for Peyton, or she might do, it also happens very fast. It all happens within the first couple of chapters. Within the first, I I believe five, six chapters is what I have here that you find that out, which is really fast. And then the middle of the book sort of becomes quite slow in a, in a way we, it, it doesn't match the same pace as the beginning of the book. It's mostly just us watching Peyton and Kendall sort of become silently jealous over attention that each of them is getting from somebody else and them learning how to live together and Peyton obviously being sort of skyrocketed into the celebrity world to going to events with Kendall and spending time with other celebrities. As I said, Lauren is one of the people that Peyton dates at a certain point. And so you see her kind of try to learn how to navigate herself through that when she's been somebody who has just been stuck in the library studying (laughs) for the last couple of years. So it's really strange for her to be in the limelight all of a sudden as as. Kendall Betancourt's best friend or whatever and and obviously with this new sense of her sexuality and things like that it's all very overwhelming so the next couple of chapters are quite slow in a sense where you just see a lot of pining a lot of like internal jealousy and a lot of that like figuring out the the ropes and 
and uh, untying knots in terms of their lives and how they're going to navigate together through all of this. Um, however, although it's kind of the paces at the, the beginning, middle and end don't match, I found them, it was very easy to read. It wasn't a difficult read. I, I found it quite enjoyable. There was a lot of humour in there, a lot of... um internal dialogue that either of the characters would have uh, in their respective chapters and um, it was all quite humorous and very uh, realistic in a sense I, I feel like a lot of us what they said in their own heads in this book a lot of us probably would have thought as well um, when we were going through anything similar whether it was coming out or realizing that you were in love with your best friend or whatever a, a lot of it was was very humorous because not just because it was just generally funny, but also because I feel like I feel like I have had those conversations with myself and I feel like a lot of us have had those conversations with ourselves. Um, so it was really interesting. And the 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 balance between dialogue and kind of descriptive thoughts and, and description about the surroundings and stuff was really well balanced. Um, it was really nice. It was it made it a lot easier to read. Um, you got a lot of information without it being too overwhelming. So it was enough to keep you kind of uh, going with the story and wanting to see where it went, even though the, the period of time of them sort of pining over each other and being overcome by the green eyed monster was sort of dragged out a little. It didn't necessarily feel it because of how the how it was written it was it was really good the only thing I will say about some of the dialogue is there is some red flags in there so there is a lot of trigger warning if if this relates to you but there is a I think what I have is five mentions of um sort of slur words when it comes to people with learning difficulties um so there's a couple of those in there the book was written in 2013 when I don't believe society had said quite yet that or had society had grasped the fact that these words or the this way of speaking was not okay so it's very in keeping with how people spoke in 2013 however it's still potentially harmful to some people or upsetting to some people so if you in any way have any sort of learning difficulties or anything like that either don't read it or at least be aware that those things are in there um there is I picked up five of them I'm I could have missed some but I did pick five that were in there so that is something that was off-putting for me in a way was was those those little red flag moments um or those little pieces of dialogue that were potentially harmful or upsetting to some people but having said that the rest of the book is quite good it is as I said it's very easy to read it's not um it's not overwhelming it's not dull uh it doesn't even though the story kind of drags through the middle it isn't boring you don't sort of at any point feel like oh like when are we going to get there um because the dialogue and the humor is in there and um, it keeps you kind of entertained throughout the the whole thing there is the conflict in it isn't necessarily something that you know it's not major conflict it's the same kind of conflict that we go through with our best friends or like just as we're growing up through life there's nothing really major that happens until the very end and so it is a little flat in that sense um because it doesn't allow for our characters to develop very well uh because there isn't anything major that happens other than 
them realizing they have feelings for each other and that whole process of being queer in the spotlight so but that conflict doesn't kind of come until towards the end and as I said at that point the pace picks up again and the the moments of confession of love are, are very abrupt I feel they kind of for two people who are supposed to have known each other for a very very long time there wasn't a lot of conversation between the two and um, it was a very like Kendall gets jealous over Peyton being with Lauren and goes to see Peyton and just sort of blur- blurts it out out of nowhere but there wasn't a lot of dialogue or description around Kendall's thoughts or feelings about it it wasn't built very well it just kind of came in and hit me in the face and I was like oh like this is happening um that's a thing we're now telling each other how we feel okay fine um if that was me in real life I would be sweating so hard and it would take me so long to say those things especially to somebody that I had been friends with for such a long time like I can't imagine that it would just come out and I'd be like okay here it is I feel like there'd be a bit more of a build-up to that conversation and there'd be a bit more dialogue between the two about what this means for their friendship um what it means for the rest of the year that they're living together like what that means about their lives in general like how is that going to fit into the way their lives are currently playing out and so it just felt a bit like oh there it is (laughs) but there was no anticipation from me in terms of those confessions because it wasn't built up very well and I just sort of landed upon it so as I said the pacing sort of is is the the main problem I have with how the story develops is that the beginning is really quick the middle is very piney and slow and sort of uneventful I guess and then the end is like really abrupt they're in love with each other they know that they're like kissing really randomly or like really like abruptly and then all of a sudden Kendall is told by her management that in order to curb the notion that Peyton and Kendall are a thing Kendall has to fake date some other celebrity boy which I'm aware obviously may happen but also like that that really bothered me because when I, I watched a show recently where and I feel like this happens frequently where there's a character in it who isn't out but she's uh, always the very tends to be very popular in her group and has a, a particular type of uh, reputation and so is obviously very fearful of coming out but in order to curb that she sleeps with a man and I feel like and and starts dating boys consistently and I know those things happen and I understand that those things are realistic and I know that a lot of people um when they're discovering their sexuality especially when they're in a place where they are fearful of anybody finding out they do do those things and I get that but I feel like it's the only story that's ever told about somebody that's coming out is that they go and sleep with a man or they they fake date a boy just to curb people's notions about it it's the only one that we get and obviously that's not everybody's story and I feel like it gives this notion that well if you can go and sleep with a man, then you're obviously not that queer. That's at least how it registers to me sometimes. And it really, it, it just grinds my gears in the wrong way because it's a story that's told quite consistently through through um, any queer romance or coming out stories that we either see in books or in television. And so that part of the book sort of irked me a little bit because I was like, can we not have something different? Like, can we tell a different story, a different way? I get that in 2013, it, it wasn't 
uh, acceptable or it wasn't okay for, for people in the limelight to be queer. And I know that now it's still somewhat for people, but we obviously have more celebrities coming out, out I feel like, every month. Um, but it still, it felt like there was another story that we could have told. There was another way for that to play out, you know. We didn't have to do the forced heterosexuality thing. Like, I feel like that's not the only option that people have when it comes to hiding their, if they have to. I suppose hiding their sexuality though I do I as I said I do know that that happens and I understand that that is a lot of people's reality but when it comes to media I feel like it's the only story that we get quite often and so I just feel like there's there's more stories there to be told and we can tell them there's the there's no reason that this one way of doing things needs to be the only way that the only story that gets told and so that ha- that all happens really quickly um and so the end of the book sort of felt f- rushed for me in a sense though still quite enjoyable to read it was still it still was quite humorous at points and and still the the dialogue and the description were were still quite well balanced it was just very I felt like we got to the the climax very quickly at the end that's also it, it that's also doesn't leave a lot of room for our characters to develop very well whether it's building a three-dimensional character or seeing growth or change within our characters there isn't a lot of that um now obviously there's no that's the only major conflict that we have is that period of time and so and because it's towards the end of the book we also don't see our characters grow from that um, and so there isn't a lot of character development. We get some backstory for Peyton and some backstory for Kendall in terms of Kendall's relationship with her mother, which seems to be very rocky. Her mom is very like, when are you going to meet a man and settle down? And why aren't you eating enough? And, you know, that kind of like invasive mother that's never really pleased with what whatever it is that you're doing at any given point. And we get some of Peyton's background in terms of how she realised she was queer, which, by the way, is also very realistic. The the, the story that she ten- tells Kendall about um, a friend that she had in school who she realised she liked more than a friend was actually something I feel like I've heard a lot of queer people tell me is that that same type of story it was very realistic I have to say in in that sense and um, but they're the only really major things that we learn about our two characters there isn't a lot more to them um the story was definitely mostly about them navigating their feelings for each other it wasn't really about developing a, a story or characters with, with a great deal of depth it was it was mostly just about them being gay <laughs> with each other um it was that just that it was just a 18 love story falling in love with your best friend it was it was like very much a classic in that sense kind of somewhat cliche but it there was it just didn't leave a lot of room for depth or growth within our characters so there was nothing in that sense i mean obviously they mature somewhat but at the same time like it it, it wasn't a maturity that was you know life altering for them or it was just them chronologically grown up <laughs> um so you know in that sense if if you're looking for a story that has a lot of sustenance or a something something going on in it this probably isn't that story 
But if you want something that's, I don't want to say fanficy, but it is a little in that sense where it's very much just mush and love and yearning and pining and jealousy and, you know, miscommunication mishaps. If that's what you're looking for, this is absolutely that book. And if you want something that's realistic in a sense of how they tell this, the how they how they talk to you about what it is that they're feeling and their sudden realizations and the gay panic, those things are really good in there and. I found them really relatable and really realistic. So that is something that, you know, if that's what you're looking for, this is absolutely that book. But if you want something with a bit more, something to sink your teeth into, it's probably not that. Uh, because as I said, our characters and our story doesn't have a lot of real depth. It doesn't grow or or gather legs at any point because, and I think the reason that happens is because the beginning and the end are very, very quick and the middle is quite slow. I feel like the middle is where we probably could have learned a bit more about the characters and that depth could have been developed, but maybe that wasn't the author's intention. Maybe they didn't want to create a, a story with a huge amount of depth and they just wanted to tell a love story, which is fine, obviously, because, I mean, those stories are also good to have. Um, we don't always need a story with a lot of sustenance or a lot of digging to do. Sometimes the the mushy ones are just as good. They're just as enjoyable. So maybe that wasn't the intention. Um, but for me, it just I, I think what killed that uh, potential is the the pacing um, because it was because the, the the middle part was was mostly just like a lot of pining and, and jealousy. Like I feel like that's where the depth could have been, but it's it's not really in there. And then obviously you don't you can't you don't have the time to see a lot of growth at the end with our characters because there isn't a lot of time between their confessions, confessions of love and then the end point where they actually, you know, this the that that whole sense of them being in love hits a um a real point or a, a space where they're actually going to be in love with each other and they're okay with that and you know you can kind of draw your own conclusions at the end of where their relationship goes um but because it was so fast we just didn't get much out of it there wasn't time for me to be to to see the characters like mature or grow in any way but as i said that's those stories are also enjoyable i mean the book that i had read just before that was quite intense um so it was nice to read this one then afterwards because it was nice and light and kind of mushy at points and obviously very I found anyway very realistic in in terms of the coming out story and the gay panic it was it was pretty good and I like a book that makes me laugh um and so off the back of something that was quite intense this was it was a nice um gear change yeah uh, it was nice to kind of just indulge myself in something mushy and something kind of cliche and sort of gross after the the one that I had just read so you know, if that's what you're looking for at the minute, this book is absolutely that. I would like, having said that, the and the reason I say this is because I would like to see more of their backstory, but I would like a follow-up to it. I would like to read the follow-up or a follow-up to it. But I think the reason I want a follow-up is because I didn't get enough character detail or like backstory. So I would like to see maybe more of that because I feel like particularly Kendall's relationship or mother I feel like that has a lot to it that could be explored especially when it comes to Kendall telling her mother that she's in love with Peyton and her mother is sort of um she's not okay with it uh and so I would like to see more of that 
uh, and I would like to see more of Peyton sort of grow into her own person because you get this sense that she's very um introverted and is afraid to like you know go head first for something that she really wants and she's shy somewhat so but towards the end you kind of get this idea that she might become this powerhouse of a woman and so I would like to see more of that I would like to see her grow a, a little bigger uh, or I would just like to see more of her in that sense um, because I love a story where you start off not knowing what it is that you want and being afraid to go for it and then all of a sudden you're this powerhouse of a human being I love those stories so I would like to see more of that but I'm also okay with with this one in that sense um I did mention the red flag so you know for me they don't personally affect me um they aren't something that are that's personal to me but and so I could kind of read past them um it didn't and obviously because I'm doing the review of it, <laughs> I had to keep reading, but um, they're, they're, those things are in there. So I would maybe consider those things before you decide to read. If you haven't already read it, consider those things before you decide to read it. Because they may have been something that people found funny in 2013, but certainly not now. And so they kind of... They left a bad taste in, in my mouth afterwards as I, I did enjoy the book. It was funny at points and very realistic, but those things did leave leave a bad uh, a bad taste in my mouth somewhat. So do do be aware of those things if you are going to, to read it. There wasn't a lot of stereotyping in it. It was cliche as a love story and there was a few tropey things in there, I believe... Again, there was an ex-girlfriend who was the sous chef and I really just don't understand why why that why that's a thing. Like why in so many queer novels and queer stories is the ex-girlfriend a chef? Like what is it? I, I just don't understand where that comes from. I understand like I I get that, you know, we like to eat, no pun intended, but I understand that, but like why why is it a queer trope i just i don't get it um so there is a f- couple of things in there that are a little tropey or a little cliche but nothing too major nothing too damaging so it was in in that sense it was it, it held it it you can hold it to a, a a certain standard because those things weren't in there and uh and obviously because i do find it quite relatable or realistic in a sense um i don't think i would find that relatability or realisticness if there was heavy stereotyping in it. I know stereotypes come from somewhere and some people do fit those those descriptions but I just find that they aren't as relatable or realistic to most people when they're when they are in there. So it was nice to be able to read something that was realistic but not stereotypical. But I overall I I cannot tell you if I would recommend this book or not purely because of the the bad taste that was left in my mouth. There's a lot of strong points in the book, but those those little red flags sort of took it down a notch, you know. Um so I can I actually can't. I I think it's up to everybody else to decide in their own personal opinion whether it's okay for them to to read or to to get in any way involved with the book. I didn't I wasn't aware of those things when I initially bought the book and decided to read it. Obviously I only I only recognized them or saw them as I was reading through the book. Had I have known that they were in there beforehand, I chances are I wouldn't have bought the book. I probably wouldn't have read it. Um but that's on my own personal 
decision of my own morals, I guess, of of what I want to see in 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 queer novels and in any novel, to be honest. Um, if it was in one that was had a heterosexual relationship, and I probably still wouldn't have bought it if I'd have known those things were there. So I think it's up for everybody else, obviously individually, to decide whether those things are enough of a reason for you not to read them. I just had I've known that they were there beforehand. Personally, I wouldn't have wouldn't have read it. But like I said, the rest of it is it is a nice book it's very gentle it's it's very light it's um nothing major you don't have to think too hard when you're reading it it just gives you a little bit of a giggle and a nice nice mushy feelings uh, at some points but do just do be aware of those little red flags as I said um, because they are there unfortunately but I'm gonna do my ratings now actually I almost forgot that I had to do those um so uh, just before I do that, I do want to bring it to everybody's attention. Somebody brought it to my attention recently that in the last episode, I made a boo-boo with my stereotype ratings. I gave it a one and it had no, I, I felt it had no stereotypes. So that actually should have been higher. <laughs> but I didn't realise it until obviously somebody pointed it out to me. And I I knew as they told me, I was like, I read the wrong the wrong rating so um to reiterate to myself more so than everybody else for stereotypes the higher the rating the less stereotypes there isn't it the lower the rating the more stereotypes so i obviously made a big fat mistake um in the last one but for this one we're going to rectify that the higher the number the less stereotypes or the higher the rating anyway for plot i gave it a 3 because it is it's not a major, you know, plot line. It's very cliche. It's very normal. It's sort of like a Netflix film, but it's still, it's still nice. It's not overly complicated. Story development, I gave it two, obviously because of the pacing of it and the lack of depth in it that I like to see. Um, character development for the same reasons also, I gave it two. Stereotypes, I gave a four because I didn't think there was any there, though there was some tropey situations, but as I said, there wasn't main or major stereotypes or nothing I felt I felt harmful to anybody. Um, and then for relatability, I actually gave it a four because, as I said, their their internal dialogue and their their gay panic and things like that was very realistic, I felt, and something that I know a lot of queer people will relate to. Um, and it was put across in a way that was quite humorous as well. It wasn't anything dark or... or uh, sad or angry it was just it was it was very nicely done in that sense um overall that gives it a rating of three out of five which is kind of mid-range which is 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 in keeping with how I feel about this book red flags aside mid middle of the table in terms of those five categories is how I feel about the book um with those red flags in there it's a lot lower but in the five categories that we generally look at when 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 reviewing these books it it is very mid middle of the table um it is very light it's nothing major if you want to sit and read something that's not going to take up too much of your time or too much of your brain space this is that book 
But as I said, do be aware that those red flags are in there. So yeah, again, this was really strange doing it by myself. Uh, we do have some new content coming this week. So if you go to our Twitter and click the little notification button and turn our notifications on so you don't miss out on that. I'm really nervous about it, but I'm really also really excited about it. And I know, or at least I hope that you guys will enjoy it. Um, but keep an eye on the Twitter page though uh, for the new content that's coming. It will be in the next three, four days that that's coming. Um, I'm not telling you what it is you need to if you want to know you got to check the twitter um uh again if you have read the gravity between us let me know um on twitter again spotify does allow you to answer questions at the end of the podcast so if you want to click in and let me know what your ratings would be for the that book or for this book my book for the next podcast is going to be um the telltale by claire ashton um, I actually only just picked up this book last week, not even, and I'm really excited to read it. So if you have read it, let me know on Twitter. Make sure you use the hashtag on there and let me know what you thought about it. As I said, I would really like to have other people's opinions um, about the books in here. Um, so do let me know. Uh, again, I we will get to the Fallen in Love montage. I promise it just wasn't there for us uh, this week. And obviously I, want, I really want to do the Telltale um for the next one so remember keep an eye on the twitter for the new content that's coming and let me know what you if you've read our next book and and what you thought you've been listening to what would sappho say follow us on twitter at wwsappho say and use the hashtag wwss to join in the conversation thank you for your support and remember when buying your next queer novel ask yourself what would sappho say